0: Welcome back to Cast Me To Hell with me Seb and with me Robbie <laughs> and here we are returning to our must-see horror and this week we are looking for the Antichrist himself. We are. We are looking, we've shaved Robbie's head to check <laughs> that that 666 is not upon it. <laughs>
1: that little birth, that little birth <laughs> mark, It not It's actually located on the bottom of my ball bag
0: <laughs> and we can't stop trying to hum along to oh mate, we <laughs> can't even so hit the good. notes.
1: We can't, but it's not going to stop us.
0: Oscar-winning score. From... It is an Oscar, and we haven't even said the film yet. But you should have guessed it by now. It is the Omen from yeah. 1976. We
1: are back to our must-see horror feature, and we decided we are going to pick on the Omen, um, <laughs> which is you know it's it's a bonafide classic. Um, it's it does have a franchise that we spoke spoke. A little bit about, uh, but we're looking at the original. And um, this this might be controversial to say, um, potentially, but this was actually a first watch for me. Really? Yes. You've
0: never seen the I've Omen Never before. seen the
1: Omen. Um, I wow. have this. Do you, I know? I've spoke about this a few times on the show, uh, but there's like a there's a moment in your life when you get like your first ever TV in your room, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I must have been maybe like. 12 13, and i got my own room and i got a tv and the reason why this is so important is that i was flicking through you know you've got like you've got like that freedom of like i can watch whatever i want i'm i'm a big boy now yeah
0: wait until that late night to get all that dirty channel <laughs> yeah wait to the dirty channels
1: and channel four were doing cursed films
0: yeah and they did them on
1: like i think it was like friday night at nine o'clock and they did poltergeist they did The Omen, they did something else. And I watched the episode about The Omen because yeah. that was talking about the people who had died on it, the, you know, the curse about it. So all of The Omen I saw was through that. Yeah. And then I ended up uh, watching the
0: remake uh, with, I think, Lee Schreiber's in it, isn't he? Released on the 6th of June 2006 oh damn 666 666 they basically it feels like they made the remake just so they could keep that release date I mean
1: it's pretty good marketing (laughs) Um,
0: so so actually watching this for the first time was real uh, it was really good man like, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, if you started, I was going to say because the uh, so you'd kind of already seen it because yeah, I mean, the remake is literally is it's this film. Pretty, it's, it's, ex- fe- yeah. it's almost exact to this film. I, I think maybe there's one or two extra scenes, but apart from that, it mainly I think the mum dies in a different way or gets yeah. attacked in a different way in the remake. But apart from that, it's basically the same film. Yeah, it's very similar, but it does it just doesn't have the. I don't. It's weird to say that this film like the exodus before it. There feels like there's a certain kind of. Serious thriller kind of tone taken with it, it feels like it's more of a sophisticated horror in some yeah. ways, you know. What I mean, it feels like it's taken, it's got a classical actors in it, kind of like the Exodus before it. You know, Gregory Peck was a very big actor of his time, yeah. um, you know, and he brings a certain kind of he makes it classic, he brings a gravitas, to he it, does, it, you know? that kind of makes it feel like you should take this film more seriously. Whereas if they'd had certain actors, and there were many actors. I don't. know, This popped in my head. There were many actors who were cho- who were looked at to star in this, like Roy Snyder, okay. from Jaws, Um Charlton Heston, Heston was another one. Uh, you know, and many of those actors at the time, and Dick Van Dyke was even looked at for this Dykey. film. But yeah. you know, and a few of those names might have brought that same perceived. I'm not so sure about Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> no, it no. feels <laughs> odd. <In> odd choice <laughs> considering. I know that it came from like like slapstick TV yeah, shows. Yeah, I, and I would love the. Uh, what a dance Poppins. routine would have been. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing with a penguin midway through the film. Yeah. Uh, many of them turned it down though because this film they thought was too gore, going to be too gory, too graphic. Yeah. Or they felt that the religious tones it felt were disrespectful and things yeah. like this. Um, and even himself, Gregory Peck himself actually was very much like... He thought that this was going to be more of a, a thriller, not so much of a horror kind of when he first came yeah. on to it. Uh, but afterwards he said that he was actually quite surprised at how they actually... He thought that it was dealt with in quite a kind of subtle kind of way and not too over the top, whereas it could have been really over the top and gory like some other films. Yeah. And I think it was the worry because this film was made based off of the. Basically, this film was uh, put to production because they were trying to make the next Exorcist. Yeah. So, you know, this is part of that. Like, Exorcist was 73, this is 76. This was put in them thinking this is going to be the next Exorcist, the idea of this kind of thing, someone come up with an idea. And they want to take it from like different standpoints. Yeah. So like the director who, I didn't even realize the director was Richard Donner who did Superman films, Lethal Weapon film, yeah. you know, big, big director. I didn't realize that this was one of his earlier films. Um, But yeah, that it was, it's quite like interesting that it was like him known for later, kind of bigger blockbuster kind of films, yeah. and things like this being one of his early ones, but he actually originally wanted to approach this film in a different way. He didn't want, he wanted it to be left as a question as to whether Damien was or wasn't okay. throughout this whole film which was quite in, like interesting but the studio were like no it needs to be clear that we're doing this film and we we need to be clear that he is the antichrist yeah because i think mainly because of the ending of this film they were, like what what was being implied towards the end of the film, is kind of something that they were kind of balking at going, uh, no, you, we can't leave it ambiguous. Yeah, that's can't a darker that. film. But he thought that that would have been a better way, and I think that's what Gregory Peck signed on for originally, to link back around to that, was that he signed on for the idea of you Potential. Know, this thriller, yeah. not so much of a horror, which it kind of turned a little bit more into. And like I once saw someone describe this film online was um and i once just i once saw someone say about this film and i remember when i was younger because i watched this linking back to what you were talking about which was being young and watching these films yeah. um i watched this loads of i had the box set like, yeah. like i always seemed to have the box set and i did it i just went out and bought all the box sets so i'd watched all of this and the sequels and i'd watched it several times and i loved this film i always thought the sequels were not nearly as good and they're not nearly as good as this original film just like anything like the exorcist or yeah anything like that. um but yeah, I I, re- I remember really loving this film and I even remember at some point in the early days of the internet when someone was talking about Final Destination and saying how the Omen had ripped off Final <laughs> Destination. <laughs> oh, it, it might have been in context of the remake, to be fair. But Maybe. still, it was like, no. If I only think the Final Destination got their ideas from the way that these deaths uh, play out.
1: Which is really weird because I got that in my notes. About halfway through, I thought like this film is I'm, i mean obviously this film massively influenced final destination oh yeah the, but i feel like that's the whole idea that's of how the, the whole idea after yeah you of course came from. but it's not just in terms of like that's how the deaths are in terms of a lot of it, like there is a lot of foreshadowing and if you basically if you get rid of uh Damien being the antichrist and you just put an accident in there. Yeah, yeah. It follows the same beat. It is basically death, yeah. Yeah, because there's, there's a character who has been in it and has been taking photographs or has been doing something and then people slowly start to clock that's on. I, mean. I feel like that's yeah.
0: where the third one got their idea of the pictures. Was yeah, from, definitely. They went back to this one and went, oh yeah, and that one they do pictures and they show bits of where, foreshadowing of how they're going to die. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I mean... Before we we get into it, I'll I'll say
1: as always, we're about to you know go into battle against the Antichrist. We would appreciate it if, in return, you could hit that subscribe button and please leave us a lovely review. Double check if you haven't. Humanity's fate does rest on you being subscribed. Thank you. Um, the the like, there's one thing that I've noticed about films from that this kind of seventies time period yeah. is a lot of them. Start with the with the credits, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, weird, yeah, yeah. it's probably weird to say, but we're used to like a cold open now. Something happens. It has the happened. Credits coming in. It
0: that it was quite a common thing around the for quite a while though in cinema. It feels like now modern films have really gone away from the idea of starting with this kind of like big credit builder.
1: Maybe was, in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah,
0: it was a very big thing. You know, like you'd always have obviously things. Some things were like classic, like James Bond opening with the is a classic yeah. kind of build into it. But even that would have a cold. Open kind of as it's gone on yeah. more, um, but yeah, you're you're very used to that like big build up, that long kind of stretch of like the first four or five minutes of a film would be like just credits going on and on and on. With this one being a banger because it's got the it's got the, the score on. It. Yeah,
1: um, I'm I'm going to get the name of the score wrong because I keep thinking it's um, Ave Ave Sartini, but it's Ave Sartini satani satani satan Satan lad um but it's like straight off i put it on and i was like this is the first you know time i'm seeing the original yeah and just like as soon as those credits hit there was just such like a sense of dread and Mm. foreboding from just the you know the incredible soundtrack i would probably say one of the best soundtracks I i would put it i'd be (laughs) I'm putting my chest out there I'm putting a target on my back I'd put it above Jaws I'd put this I mean yeah
0: because this but this isn't just that one song and that's the difference between say um, The Exorcist or Jaws where as much as it has some great some great scores and some great and Jaws is fantastic and it does have some more than just the da 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 there is more to that score by John Williams But this one has many different, and it doesn't feel like just the same one going throughout. It has some very different parts that build and rise, you know, such as with when they're in like the graveyard and stuff, and the way the music builds around them. I think it's definitely is one of the ones that is just consistently throughout. It's terrifying throughout. Yeah, it's its own character in this film. It's its own dread that you said, like you brought to it, that it just plays out. And I think this film would be so weird if you took it away, I don't to say. Yeah. This would feel almost boring without it at times.
1: It's very weird because Jerry Goldsmith, who did the, you know, who did the theme, um, I'm looking through now, and he did, you know, he did the Planet of the Apes. But he a lot of his work was also seemed to be, you know, quite a bit of, um, like, westerns. And then he did Logan's Run, I mean, Star Trek, fair, First Blood, 1960s, westerns was all it was Yeah, you know, that was everything. Yeah, you know he's so he's done some like he's know, done some incredible stuff.
0: ones. I think this was I can't remember if this is his only or his first Oscar was for this film. Though. Maybe um, I was I was surprised because it's not a common fit. You don't actually tend to have sadly horror is a no. very forgotten about things in awards categories and stars when we have certain. When some of them have some amazing parts and some, you know, and but especially when it comes to scores, yeah. horror films are some of the greatest scores, incredible scores. But they get forgotten, forgotten about because they're yeah. part of a horror film all the time. But um, that, that opening is just so kind of
1: terrifying, so yeah. foreboding, and you just see Damien, you know, you see like Damien's outline with the cross underneath him.
0: Yeah, and that that classic image, yeah, of it, yeah, it, yeah, that is the classic kind of omen shot of that of what he is kind of thing with the dog. Yeah. Um, and obviously, um, one thing I was going to jump on before we went fully into it, um, as I said before, a little tangent about that this was kind of somewhat inspired to be made because of The Exorcist. Yeah. And because we're on Must See Horror and we have recently done The Exorcist episode, go and check it out. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, but that was, we didn't do that as a must see horror episode. And I think we should make this. Uh, add that in because we've now covered it but we haven't actually said. So yeah. I'm just gonna jump for a second and divert onto the Exorcist. But yeah. Exorcist is yeah, a musty horror, horror, right? Yeah, I, I just horror. wanted that to be cemented in things. So we've cemented that in the yeah, episode. We've done it. Exorcist is a musty horror. We're not gonna say anything else about it. That's <sighs> all. But you know it is, and I feel like um, this film like The Exorcist, as I said, it has a very kind of um, somewhat slow build kind of um, but like i said about thriller kind of it feels like you're more about like the character's investigation yeah. and following what is kind of happening and that's kind of like what a lot of the exodus was like as well yeah. you have that kind of you're following a certain character who's trying to find something out kind of thing like yeah any great and um the first we obviously open with him being he's off in a different country gregory peck's character yeah He's off in a whole. is in. I can't remember. He's what in country, Rome, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. He's off in Rome, and he gets this assignment to come to Britain yeah. as the new ambassador for Britain for the United States, and that's what his job is. So he's in. He's in a high up position within the United States. Well, the very first thing is that uh,
1: to cut in yeah, is <laughs> that you know the uh, he it opens in the hospital, yeah. and um, his wife has just. Given birth, but the baby has, you know, hasn't survived. They've told him. Mm. Um, but instead, there is another baby who's been born that I think they say that like, the mother doesn't want. Or yeah, is being given up for adoption, and it, I found it quite funny because they were like, you know. The, well, the the new baby even resembles the other one. And I was like, well, it's a baby. It's a sign, They want a child. Like, uh, they, Mostly.
0: Their the, child's dead, so they don't actually even know what their child no. looks like. So that doesn't matter to yeah. them right
1: now. So I think you can, you can pass <laughs> off most babies, I imagine. Um, and they kind of say, like, it's... He says, like, God sent you a sign, you know. I mean, obviously, yeah. this film was about the, the birth of the Antichrist, you know, but... It's very religious-heavy, and I think part of the effect is, you know, nineteen seventy-six people generally tended to be a lot more religious. Yeah. So I think it definitely hit stronger huge with the Catholic
0: Christian them. kind of, especially in America. Yeah. Definitely huge, like amount of people that still would have been within that, and in UK as well. About, yeah. You know, Rather much more religious than we were now. So again, that's kind of adds that kind of. What kind of again made this film like The Exorcist a bit controversial because it was hitting yeah. on those controversial themes of like we're questioning or we're calling out certain things about your religion, like taboos. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, definitely. Um The film d- kind of doesn't get like fully started until we kind of do get over with. We get like a nice scenes of Damien growing up and yeah. things like that, and you know, uh, and and what he is, and and then I think. The first one that kind of hits... You don't really get much like... There's not much that you're like... Oh, that's kind of... You get a scene when uh, Damien's gone missing... So they find yeah. his little his little uh, bike kind of thing... And, and by the water, by the, but by they the can't ravine, find yeah. him. And he's kind of disappeared. and We get some of those kind of scenes. There's nothing too majorly sinister yet though with him. No,
1: but I think that's like... To show the... How... Because obviously... I know that his wife isn't aware... But I think they have said that she's... You know, she's failed to, to carry pregnancies to term before. Yeah. And I think it's to show that they have that kind of like... Over... Like, not completely overbearing... But that proper protection yeah, They are the properly
0: kid. scared and protected. Yeah. I think that... Obviously, that's a major thing to play in this film. Because if you're going to have to have parents... Who are going to have to question their own child... You have that's to, going to be that a main, Yeah, it's going to be a main kind of part within the film um and kind of the big and i forgot this comes as early as it does because you probably knew about the the birthday scene yeah I ever, it's such a classic it is a fucking, it's incredible man. um but yeah it, it this is kind of the first big scene and the first one that raises questions about yeah. what's going on um when we have our birthday setting and every you know a huge one because then they are rich powerful they have got this huge birthday party, this huge amount they're outside in the middle of their, like, backyard, which is not really the backyard, it's like a a yard. It's (laughs) It's like, yards and yards of area, like, looks like in the background you'd spot someone fox hunting. Yeah, it's like great grounds, isn't it? Um, Yeah, the huge grounds and, um, yeah, so just in the middle, like, mum's enjoying time and it's it's also good, the build up, because at first you see how much mum is kind of, like, oh, just, like, staring at him and Want not want to be away from him and yeah. how much she loves him, which I think plays stronger emotionally later when it kind of the turns it takes. Yeah, and you see this is where the Rottweiler
1: comes in as well. Yeah, you know you start seeing this like fucking like great like looming Rottweiler. Yeah, just, just like, standing, just standing watching and watching. Standing and watching. You know. Yeah,
0: Um and then obviously. Well, it's, it's, it it's kind works so well because it's kind of out of nowhere. Because yeah. you're just like, Oh, we've just seen the montage of him growing up and now we're just establishing character you know. And yeah. I think for everyone else and it's what makes us it so is just it's suddenly you just hear you just hear someone like shouting oh, Damien. out Damien Yeah Damien, it's all for you, Damien <laughs> And then yeah, it, it's just so shocking that you can see Damien staring up at her Yeah and then everyone else starts to stare up at her and then just the way it just drops and you just hear the crack and oh. the smash of the window yeah, behind her it's fucking her. incredible yeah it, it's such a, sh- a shocking scene it's not like gory or graphic necessarily but no, it, it's graphic oh, it's know, graphic but it's, it's graphic, not gory, it's not it,
1: gory. So. like but, you could imagine like this at the time yeah. being like fucking hell because they they. it's not like they pull away from it
0: oh no no that's what I mean it's the fact you see the full drop like yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing effect as well the fact uh, that they yeah. show it and it looks pretty seamless it doesn't look like you know there are a lot of ones even around this time where you'd half be expecting um i said to you about um in the sequel there's a death with a woman with like rain. yeah the only thing that ruins the scene is an amazing scene woman gets her eyes claws out by like ravens and gets hit by a truck but it's so fake the second she gets hit by a truck it's like and there's the doll yeah but and it's yeah. like and there's the doll going under the wheel and there's yeah. the doll on the face it's like it's so obvious What's effective about this is it do- it's so seamless that it doesn't look. No, like it some doesn't. It doesn't look like they're dropping someone down. Like it looks like she's actually dropped down. It's someone. really well done. Yeah,
1: it did make it. Ra- it made me raise some questions, though. I will be honest. I know it's, it's like an iconic scene, and it's so beautifully shot, and it's really kind of shocking, especially as kind of like a first opening kill, almost. Yeah. But this did make me question, right? Because they, uh, and like I said, this is I'm not. I don't really know much about the the franchise. I've seen the, I've seen the remake maybe twice. This is the first time I've seen the I've seen the original. So if people know, you know, let me know the answer. But I don't quite know why she killed herself. Like this is the interesting thing because it makes we know that there are like Satanists around um, around Damien. Her dying opens the door for, um, for uh, Miss Basil, I think yeah. her name is, to come in. So I get that. But my thing is, is she a Satanist who's like, you know, um, who, who's doing it for him as like a show of power? Is she possessed? Like, I don't know quite. I don't quite get the motivation. Because I mean, later think... on, they when they're doing the foreshadowing, they show a picture of her and there's like a dark noose around her. Yeah, which would Im- and that scene implies to me because the the other people who die in the film are the ones I'm who aware, are trying to—they're
0: you know, trying to fight it. Kind of they're thing.
1: trying to fight it, so it's like, what what's going on here? Yeah, I've, it's a bit. Of, a bit I of think curious it, I think
0: it's so. Yeah, I, 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 I think it, I do think it's something that draws. Um, I I think it is something that intervenes with her to make her do it to make Maybe. her kind of be delusional. Or unsure kind of thing. Yeah, I think I think it's an interview because, as you said, it, it, I think it's obviously we know why it's done because she's there to get her out of the way. They need yeah. to get rid of that maid so they can bring in Miss Beale, so she could be part of the picture instead. Um, but it, no, it's I don't. It's not clearly it said why. So I I always read it as either as either possession or Miss Basil was already in the picture and manipulates her into something kind of thing. Like yeah, manipulates her into belief. Or just the fact that she's around Damien. I that's why I go with more of a possession or delusional because I think she's kind of drawn in. Yeah. You know, she may be questioned, but I I, I think the the noose around her neck is the fact that she had a picture taken of her yeah. and anyone who's within death. So whether they're questioning him or not, I think anyone within you know, anyone who has the who is foreshadowed to die yeah. has something so whether they're on his side or not, I think it's a case of you know, you'd have the same foreshadowing. It doesn't have to be going against them.
1: Well, so I've just read, and apparently she, um, you know, she
0: makes eye contact with the Hellhound, which then compels her to to kill herself. Yeah. So like a yeah. So it is that kind of possession. So. I yeah, I was gonna say. I just imagine anyway, just her being working with Damien and being around him. I think would have yeah. unusual effects on her anyway. Yeah,
1: I, I, I don't think it's a knock on the film. I think I just didn't pick up on it. No, <laughs> no, no. no, no, no. That's what
0: I, mean. I I think it like it. I think it's really because it is isn't something that's clearly explained yeah. in the film, um, for better or worse. Like it is just kind of there. But no, I do I do fit. And as you said, like well, that is that that thing with the. Foreshadowing is one of the things I most loved and most oh, drew me in about this. I love the idea yeah. of him taking the pictures and constantly seeing the fact that we're going to, how they're going to die and what's going to happen to them. Yeah, and it's... I think there's even one where, I think in the background, I'm sure there's one where you can see Miss um, Bayshill in one of the pictures at the party or something where he's got it lined up. And I think there's one of the things where a little Easter egg in the background is Maybe. where you can see that there's something like as if something's poking out of her neck. Okay, which maybe. is a little. Yeah. So whether you are on his side or you're not, it kind of foreshadows who's going yeah. and how they're going to die and things it's like Miss that. It's Miss Baylock. That's Baylock. Yeah, I was thinking Baylock because I don't, quite sound right.
1: I don't remember Mrs. Baylock being in the remake. I don't recall her being
0: there. Is in a, yeah, no, there's definitely a there's a. I don't know if a Miss Baylock, the, but there's definitely a crazy nanny in the remake.
1: Yeah, uh, I, mean, I
0: fairly, vaguely remember I'm it. You sure, know, the, yeah, apparently because the crazy Clea pharaoh, apparently. Yeah, because she injects... Uh, in the remake, um, with the mother scene, there's a part where she injects a uh, air bubble into her. Oh damn. So it's an air bubble that goes into her, and then... So I don't she, I, I don't think she falls out in, in the remake. She she dies from like just a simple hidden thing, like an air yeah. bubble that goes into her heart, basically. Okay. That's how they kill her. I don't know if there was an extra part of that where she gets up and then she does go out the window, but um, there was a bit when, yeah, the basically... Yeah, Miss Baylock or whatever she is named in the in the Miss, I think it's the same. Um, she she does try to uh, she murders her by doing that to her by putting it a little by injecting a little air bubble. So much it seems much more like reasoning because Miss Baylock is in there in both of the remake and the original. Yeah, but her flying out the window in this version is a bit like random, whereas in the remake it's a bit more like no, she's doing it on purpose. It, no one has to intervene. She'll do it for him anyway. Yeah. Um, the better it's, but we'll get to Mother later because there's several good mother scenes of Mother before we get yeah um, get there. So that's the first thing that kind of gives a warning. Obviously introduces the Rottweiler, um, and this is what leads to our introduction to Mrs. Baylock soon afterwards. Yeah, to kind of so gloss past a couple weird. of ambassador duty kind of scenes and stuff like yeah. that that we have because uh, it's a while before it's a little while before um uh, before Gregory Peck's Robert is um. Recognizes things happening. Really, we yeah. we have quite a few bits. It does take his on. time, doesn't it? Um, it's not until after the the priests that we get so, kind of a real like realization. I think from him, um, but he's already he's questioning things, but he's not like onto something until after that, that. Yeah, until the photographer really comes in and kind of makes it very clear to him. Yeah. Like, this is what's happening We
1: well, get a scene at a rugby ground, don't you? Yeah, and he tries to talk to him in there. Actually, no. Before that, you get where. Um, you do get some like regular duties and then the uh, the priest, I can never remember his name, comes to the office. And that was a really good scene where he's like trying to tell him to, you know, take Christ into his life and stuff like that. And he's like, I saw it. Yeah. I saw the, the I saw its mother, you know, and he's like, oh, you try to blackmail me. And it's yeah. quite like, you know, it's quite a. It's, it, I thought it was quite an effective scene and a good way of introducing this kind of like deranged because he does seem fucking deranged. Father Brennan, Father Brennan, that's it.
0: Yeah, Father Brennan, who um, I'm blanking on his actual name, but he's he was one of the Doctor. He was the second Doctor Who. of okay. all time. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just that's what just why I know. I was like recognized, I was like, you're from and that's what your um, Doctor. Who. Everyone refers to him as like, oh, one of the Doctors. Um, so yeah. Yeah no um yeah he he warns he does have so ser- where he does like we get the new nanny and we know that she's kind of um, willing to go along with yeah him because we get the one of the cool scenes we've really shown Damien off as being something up with him or wrong with him yeah um, is the going to the church for the wedding scene yes when he's in the car with the mum um which is one of the first scenes when mum starts to go from like. Enjoying her time with him, maybe not feeling totally connected all the time to him. Yeah, but this is when she starts to kind of turn against the idea of like she starts to dislike him a little bit. You can see her starting to turn, not yeah, not clearly. She's still trying, but for after the scene. But yeah, when when they pull up and you can see it, you just got this scene where he's just like sat forward and he's just staring as they get closer and closer yeah. to the church. And you can just see like his attention is being drawn and he can't stop looking at it. I think you even hear some bells go off and he's a little bit like pranging agitating out. a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, literally when they get outside and like one of the guys comes down to be like, Oh, hello, Ambassador, and suddenly he's just like he fucking shit out, yeah. He like screaming, grabbing, scratches his mum's face, grabbing at his yeah. mum's face. Literally going fucking psycho and dad just jumps back in and like, let's go, straight off. Like uh, yeah, it's it's one of those first scenes where you get that, and then when they get back to the house, it's also one of those first scenes when you have Miss Baylock kind of trying to be like she gives little things to her mo- the, to the mother that's yeah. like basically like trying to imply like you're you're a bad mother for not doing this thing. Mrs Baylock is him. such an asshole. She's such a bitch, but like she's perfect as a villain in this. Yeah, film. she is. She, she's, she's so, so sinister. She is. You hate you you kind of there's something off from the second she like randomly meets them like the second she kind of is just there in the house yeah. kind of thing um and then she sa- says about that and that she you know she's like to take him away and oh i can you know i can help him as if you can't handle him to well, the mother she tries to say like
1: um before they're going to the church she's oh, like yeah, oh, she's does a him. does a like a does a six-year-old boy because i think he's turning six isn't yeah isn't he? Does a does a six year old boy really need to know about this politics or something? And she's like, getting ready and getting into the car.
0: Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I to be honest, I, the main thing I kept it was like, how the hell did they not fire Miss Baylock way sooner? Or because swing on her. That's what I mean. Like literally, she, she, from the second they get from after that first meeting when she seems perfectly nice. Yeah. We get she brings a Rottweiler into the house, which he asks her to get rid of, and then several occasions where it's like you still haven't got rid of that dog. Yeah. Um, and also you brought a dangerous what, breed of animal a to be with our Rottweiler. young child because yeah. you found him outside and Damien likes him. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It Also, it's in like, your head, go like... Get the XL yeah, bully. Children like dogs all the time, absolutely, of course they do, and children are going to be drawn to him, but that still doesn't mean that in a second he's not going to suddenly go, I'm going to tear this fucking yeah. head <laughs> like, yeah. off. You know what I mean? Like, um, Does that, she's constantly a bitch to the mum. Oh yeah, constantly like undermines the mum's opinion to the fact that we we'll get that scene where she literally like get him ready and things like that. Yeah. They just hate each other. So I'm just like in that scene, like literally, you're just there. Like if I was them in that power, literally in that scene when she questioned me, I feel like as the rich person, you turn around and go, "Yeah, well, get the fuck out." <laughs> as the ab- yeah <laughs> having the having that my power, house. I will go and find someone else. You can fuck off. Well, you'd be if like. You they Can you would include, save themselves a little bit, maybe if they just be like, else, "Get yeah. out." <laughs> assign, assign me somebody else. Yeah, you know? get me someone else, and so then it's just the next Antichrist. Yeah. Level. <laughs> Antichrist are us. Who will? We'll look after your child. Have they got six, six, six? Fantastic. Yeah.
1: I did like that though. I like that she was such because, yeah, I, I don't really. I mean, I vaguely. You, you want early something early to early.
0: happen to her? She's that level of bitch. She's that She's... level
1: of bitch, but it kind of it for me it fleshes out like the rest of the world. It gets it you does, thinking yeah. like there's like mistrust because you're thinking, well this bitch is clearly Satanist, right? Yeah. And then you're thinking, who else? Anyone could be. Anyone yeah. could be around it.
0: Anyone could be around Rosemary's baby. Vibe. And it, it works very well and it also makes Damien's stuff make sense. Without yeah. her character to kind of help him along the way there's a lot of things that you feel like he wouldn't have been in the right place the right position to do these things he wouldn't you know there's a lot of things that she does help with along the way that kind of or just her putting in order for him because he doesn't quite know well like uh, he seems to be drawn in and he stares at things and he looks at things yeah but he needs someone to guide him i mean on I, his deadly doing <laughs>
1: i found that he wasn't
0: he's he's not massively in it no he's not and I think that's he's an intentional just choice you know yeah he, he is the figure of the child because and I, th- I think this is very important and I think this is what Richard Donald, like I said about the his original idea to make it much more ambiguous yeah ambiguous um, is the idea that you still kind of want to feel a little bit like this child isn't purely evil yeah. I feel like you, you still, he still is trying to make us question it, even though it's being laid out quite more clearly. Yeah. You're still trying to question it, and you, I think he's still trying to show the innocence of a child of the fact that how far do you need to be pushed to get to the point when, you know, you start questioning whether your child is the devil and whether you yeah. should. If this child was a little shit the whole time, yeah. Because even that scene at the church, they kind of give enough reasoning that, yeah, a child might get thrown off in this situation. He might be scared. He might be worried. Yeah. You know, he might be unsure they give enough of reasoning because I think it is one of those cases and it's one of these things that they kind of overplay in films that do a similar thing to this is that they make him such a shit that you'll start to wonder why the fuck they haven't done something major yeah. get really, like get this kid out of the way earlier. get him get to a therapist if he was know. a little fucker the whole time I think it makes it way scarier that he is a blank slate yeah and that he occasionally just does this like staring or just movements whereas if he had been he had been like like the kid in Babadook or something like that you know what yeah. I mean you know a lot of people like love the Babadook, but they dislike that one part yeah. because they just find the kid is a little bit too overbearing to the point where it is, you know, and it plays well within the themes of the film. Yeah, it's but an intentional choice, isn't it? It's intentional, but it is one of those things that I just think if that was the case with this, a lot of people would be a bit more turned off like, oh, he's such a little shit. How the fuck haven't you killed him already? Yeah, yeah just, <laughs> just out of that, just out, just in out the of back. annoyance, yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's fantastic stuff and we get a real, we find out that um, Kathy, his wife, is pregnant as well and says yeah. that she doesn't want to have another child and he kind of raps that, but as you said about earlier like we feel that this is not the first time they've already gone yeah. through a lot of this stuff. Um, and we also get at the same time scenes of mum trying to so we have the baboon scene in the, in the, <laughs> in the, in the wildlife park. I, I'll be honest, I do not like that scene. <laughs> I... It was an odd one. Uh, definitely
1: I just found it like because I think they cut this one out of the um, out of the remake I think they
0: have something else instead to imply that like animals are like instinctively different but not like this not like this and I
1: remember watching the channel Four cursed movies and it's really weird that this is stuck in my head so well Um, brilliant production there you go it was great and uh one of the scenes was they were talking about this scene where he goes to the zoo and all of the animals are, you know, running away and then all of the monkeys attack him. Yeah. And they were like, it's a terrifying scene. It's horrible. And then I was like, I watched it and I was like, all right, the giraffes run away and then they go through and the monkeys are a bit on edge. But then when they attack them and they're running on the car, yeah. I don't know if it's because it was now this is because of how quick it all is I don't know if it was the monkeys feet or if it was the monkeys ball bags but it looked like the monkeys ball bags were just slapping against the car window and I was just thinking like any time you go to a safari park the monkeys are absolute bastards yeah, you know yeah. and they do shit like that and it just made me think that the monkeys were just trying to fuck the car you know and I couldn't take it seriously you know? I
0: mean this one's always related to and I've def- definitely got plenty of tidbits that will be g- delve a yeah. bit into the curses of, of this course. film because it's it's what makes this film oh, way more interesting is this behind-the-background um, the one that a lot of people relate to this one but although it's not really it's not actually in the film is um, so one thing is the the lion the lion that attacked gobbled, so, man, yeah. and gobbled up the, the guy at the top but there's not actually a scene with everyone thinks that oh that scene with the lion there's not a scene with the lion in the film we yeah. have we have seen where the draft go away and the baboons and stuff like that it's actually that the guy who was the trainer for the baboon scene... Yeah. ...then died the next day, I think it was, by getting mauled to death by a lion. I heard that, um, he got mauled, yeah. But this scene with the baboons... And I I, can't, I, I kind of like... I, I don't necessarily like the baboon, but they had a nightmare doing this scene. Yeah. So... The problem was they couldn't get the baboons to attack. <laughs> yeah. So you'd think the baboons are bastard. Like I think I've told you the story before of when my my dad when we were younger when I was like literally like what two yeah. one or two um my dad drove us up Gibraltar Rock okay. yeah. um and on Gibraltar Brock, you have loads of monkeys that go along there yeah. and my dad had made um had, my dad had made some cakes. Like some rock cakes, as they're okay. Known for being hard, but not hard as rocks. Yeah. And my dad gave... <laughs> the rock cakes out to them there's a piece of they had no interest in them because i believe my i believe my mum described them as literally being like rocks <laughs> yeah so they had no interest in them. this might be wrong because these are the kind of stories that get told like a million times yeah and the details change so um i know my dad has occasionally actually listened to our podcast so if you're listening you know tell us the true story Hi, tell dad. me the real story what <laughs> yeah. really happened what really happened Did you to fight him? those baboons on the rock um, but he gave them, and instead, they decided to attack the car and pelt it with these rock hard. <laughs> where they were literally just of <laughs> the car, like you've yeah, given me like, an yeah. inadequate you know. They were just going crazy. They wanted out your blood. The car. But that is not what Richard Donner, the director, could get them to do in this film. And they tried several different ways. So, first, they tried to do something like drawing them in, like driving through with, um, with with the them inside. So they were really inside, so the yeah. terror that she sees when they actually attack is real. Because they didn't know when it was going to go, but it's also because first time they tried to use food, they yeah. like put food around, didn't really interest them. Then what they did is they got one of the baby baboons and they put it inside the car with the trainer. So okay. he was in the back seat of the car with a baby baboon. Now they still didn't give a shit. Yeah. They still didn't want to come. Thought so what maybe. did they do? They got the leader of the pack <laughs> and put him <laughs> in the back of the car. Uh, this is why uh, this is why you're almost surprised that the story is that, that basically the actors in the film got mauled to death yeah. by a baboon. They had the trainer so apparently they were quite well trained so they got the leader of this pack of baboons with them. Now obviously these are not like these aren't standard zoo animals. some of them were properly trained ones anyway. Yeah. But they couldn't get them to do what they wanted to do which was to tap the car and go crazy. So they had to get the leader of the pack in the with uh, the trainer to be yeah. in the back in like a secluded section that they'd made that made them go crazy because you're like you're taking them away to the point where they yeah. freaking went mad and were back and going crazy at the car but you think they went to that so the reason she looks terrified and really is terrified the mother in the car partially because of the outside I think mainly because they've just brought a freaking baboon inside the car <laughs> the alpha
1: baboon and she's well.
0: seeing how crazy they're going outside and what if that makes the inside yeah. one go for crazy but yeah they, they, they did kind of push and bounce so a lot of people relate it to the lion story which actually there is no creepy lion scene in yeah. the film that is majorly known. I think you might get a shot of a lion, which is the lion that killed them. You get like a quick shot around yeah. the zoo. But there's no like lion going crazy scene in this film. What did the baboon do when it? Uh, was in the I car? don't know. This <laughs> is how it's, it's described as doing. Apparently, because it, it was a trained one, but a kind of trained, but as part of the pack kind of thing. That's what kind of led them to go a bit crazy. I don't know if it just what been, the baboon been was fucking with them. They also hadn't fed them in a day. That hell. was part of it. So they also had a starving <laughs> baboon. I just, <laughs> just like, like tearing Damien's face. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, what did the baboon think was going on? Yeah. Like, is the boom like? I don't why know are the lads attack? I, I don't
0: know. Like, I was questioning the story, but that's the way it was written. So that's. And then the way did the baboon just get out? That's on, <laughs> and Go I believe, back. <laughs> I believe I read that on bloody disgusting. So take no, no. your question to them. If it's, I will. If they're, if they are incorrect, then feel free to um, at them. I will launch and, an inquiry. Um, tell them that they're disgraced and if you have done that we will sue you unless you put us on your network <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, have, we have to be on the network now um yeah i'll come to that one later but yeah that's that's one of the curses within this film and also a weird a weird scene but the scene doesn't it doesn't quite play out as menacingly as i think they intended it to but i think again i think by it sounds like by that point Richard dunn was just like well we did not mo- mo- effort, yeah. so we're putting it in but yeah, it's not quite what I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's admitted that the scene is not quite what he wanted it to be. Yeah, um, but it's still, I guess, to show that other animals are scared. That's the main point of this whole scene. They do this whole thing just to make the point that other animals are scared. The rottweiler loves him, but the other animals are terrified of this being. Yeah, the fact, and I do like the shot of the um, giraffes where they come forward because you see him literally come forward towards him and then the second like they get a sense of it and they're like Fuck, sniff, I'm yeah gone. they're out of there and the mum's re- the, it does add for that mum being a little bit suspicious and like, like what's going oh, on, the going on. why are we yeah. getting this um, and yeah and, and those kind of things build up to have that same scene of you know um, we also get the scene of mum where she's literally just like after that she's like I can't be fucked with this child. Yeah. Like, he's making noises with a fire. And he, he seemed... But that's, that's again, he seems like a perfectly innocent kid. He's just making no, Like, kids make noise. Dad comes back and he's like, children, make noise. Like, it's yeah. not that, you know, but Dad's not really there, so he's not really getting he's that He's not whole dealing idea. with the full brunt of it. And I guess it's that He's thing not really like, listening
1: to her properly either, so there's a little bit no. of that. There is that, because, like, throughout the film, as this kind of, like, almost, like, resentment for... Between the mum and Damien start to happen. Um, he kind of says uh, like I I don't feel I can't remember what exactly she says, but she says something along the lines of like he doesn't feel like he's mine. Yeah, you know, like he doesn't feel like like there's any relation there. Yeah, yeah. He kind of feels alien, and I love that because I I love I always forget the whole setup of like the adopting of the baby. I think because it's a film that I've so i've so rarely explored you yeah, know yeah. that i always forget that the that it is like an adopted baby i always thought it was the but i remember, I, know?
0: I forgot while i was cuz i thought um i mean it, it is kind of it, later on it does kind of slightly reveal the idea yes yeah. this that uh, but i always thought it was either accidental switch like they switched them yeah um and the actual, their actual son was out there, or they murdered the baby, and therefore they switch it on purpose, which is kind of a little bit more of what the twist is later. Than yeah, that's They it. imply that their child was actually murdered. Yeah, and this was on purpose to get them in this it's position, fucking rotten isn't it? Which is like it's a real, but it's a really interesting twist. It's not played out like a huge twist. They kind of just say it in the middle of a scene, like a quick, like passing comment kind of thing. But he does have a reaction to it when he realizes yeah. that... They killed my boy and I'm raising a child that I don't know. I don't know what he yeah. is or what he is.
1: Well, well, we'll get to that bit when we cross it, man. Yeah. Because I know we're jumping around. We're jumping um, a little bit.
0: It's it's easy to jump. There are certain scenes, but this is all because it's all that build up to like some of these bigger parts. But I think the biggest thing after this that happens, so we, as I said, we, we've got the mum. She's doesn't want to have any more kids. She's so getting worn out by Damien and yeah. by Mrs. Baylock uh, and Miss Baylock and... All of these things are just, and she just seems impressed. She says she's seen like a, a doctor and a counselor and she's yeah. trying to talk to someone about it. And she even says to her husband, I need you to talk to my doctor because I don't want to have any more kids, kind of thing. And I want, like, basically, I want you to get your dick snipped. Yeah. yeah. Or something get, get balls like, we're not off. doing this no more. You know, he he's a little shit. I ain't doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Funny little story about. Um vasectomies <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> I, I went out you had an accidental one I had, had an accidental one yeah I went out with um, some, some friends of a friend and this guy has two kids and he was like oh I'm gonna uh, you know my, my wife's been uh my wife wants me to get a vasectomy, but I don't want to not be able to come. And I was like, what do you think a vasectomy is? And he thought it was when you completely remove your bollocks and you can never have sex again.
0: Um, <laughs> just a little side story. So he thought it was adult, like a he dog. He thought it would become
1: like a eunuch.
0: Yeah. yeah, he literally thought it was like it's a dog get getting their balls and dropped off. Yeah, getting yeah. yeah. Instead of just like the little Instead incision just little, that it yeah. is to change. Yeah,
1: Your little snipper tube, whatever it is. <laughs> You know?
0: <laughs> I don't know the exact science. I gotta be honest with that part. I don't know about the bit about not being a gun, but I know you definitely ain't chopping your nuts off. Yeah, it's just a little incision that stops the uh, flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really funny. But uh, we digress, as you say. We digress. <laughs> <laughs> In a pub. So yes, yeah, she asks her husband to chop his nuts off. Yeah, she's like, here's the here's the uh, here's, here's the, the knife. knife. We're just going to slice them off now, yeah. real nice, nice and smooth. Like
1: a turkey's giblets,
0: you know. <laughs> and then we're going to have no more babies. Yeah. Um, But no, this is around about the same thing, because we kind of get two two major things that kind of happen very close to each other. Um, yeah. We've had, obviously, to, to kind of gloss past, but the photographer has already introduced himself. He's already been taking pictures because yeah. he takes a picture. Um, I can't remember where they are off the top of my head now. So there, like, he... Some kind of like uh event and so he's taking pictures the first
1: is he's taking them at the it's really weird because he's taking them at the birthday party
0: first. Yeah, so he's there as that first. And
1: then he's taking them as he's kind of coming into his office. Yeah. As Robert Fawn's coming into his office. Then I think he's taking them at the rugby match.
0: That's the one. It's the rugby match because that's when he takes the picture of Father Brennan. Yeah. And you see him go off and develop it and he notices there's a weird line that seems to be going through Father yeah. Brennan. Um, which is foreshadowing, <laughs> yes. Um, but around the same time, we get so we get Father Brennan comes back, yeah. Um, sneaks up upon Dad like at, a, at an event and says, "You need to. I need to talk to you. You need to do, Just give yeah. me a few. Just give me five minutes." Da, da, da. Um, and Father Brennan's then meeting him by down by like the the. I, don't know, is it, I think they're in London, aren't they? So they're, yeah. they're down by the river. Down, down by the, by river, the river. Yeah. Um, he sat there and he comes to talk to him and he's telling him all of the stuff about your son and your, your son is uh, the devil, you know, yeah. and, and you need to go You need to go back and you need to go and talk to them about this. You need to go back to Rome. You need to go and find out yeah. about this. You need to talk to, I think it's Father Saletto or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Um, you need to go and do these things. No, he's, um, got, he's got a
1: really, really weird name. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try and find it now, but it's like a fairy... Very strange name. I was gonna he... say I
0: had it up a second ago. It was
1: it's doc... Father Spileta. No, it's not Father. Spiletta, no, no, that's the, that's the
0: hospital chaplain. That's Father the hospital Spiletta. chaplain. Yeah. The... The... Oh, the... you mean the one we talk to later when it goes to Rome? Yeah, the doctor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: can't remember. I can't find his name right now. But it is like they just won't give him a name. But it's a it's a really weird it's not... name. Because Father Spiletta is the one that gets burned in the fire. Yeah, he's the one who gets burned in the fire, but. They just have, they man, I just cannot find this name. They just got him as Carl Bugenhagen. That's it, Doctor Bugenhagen. Doctor Bugenhagen. Yeah. Yeah. Little ramble to try and find the name.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but at the same time, we have this scene is also when we get the classic mum is in the house decorating. Yes. And we get. Miss Baylock, the ult- the ultimate bitch that she is. She's such a bitch. Um, having him playing around, and as Mum starts to go up onto the ladder, that's when Miss Baylock goes. Oh, it'd be a good time to let you just roll through yeah. So you can see what she's doing. She's aware. She knows what's happening. She sees, goes back in, and then opens the door for him. And she just you can see it purely. And it's she's great in the character because you can just see on her face everything you need to know. She does not say anything. But yeah. Everything she needs to know. You know she's aware and you know what she's doing and the look on her face and she's just like let him go yeah and then off he goes in this little thing making you you know again like anytime you see a kid on something like that it's not good you know just like in The Shining yeah (laughs) Like, (laughs) there's always it makes you unsettled but this is the ultimate one of those the going past mum's putting up a hanging basket over the top of the thing and then smacks it off and then what does Damien do he just clings on just stares at her. He yeah. just stares. He doesn't try to grab or things like that. No. He just sits and stares at her. His mum is trying to hold on and then falls and falls directly onto her stomach because th- there had been questions about whether or whether they're not going to have an abortion. Yeah. Uh, and this cements it. Because the father says, well, the father Brandon says, one of the things he says, he says the order in which things are going to happen to him. Yeah. He says they'll get rid of your, your, son, your other son. I yeah. think it is... Or your other child, um, and he, he says that they will get rid of your wife, and they said that then when it's time they will get rid of you. Yeah. Uh, once you've got the pat, once he's got all of your power, he, once he's able to take all of your power, he will he will, take... in, he, will he will inherit everything. Once he's once he'll inherit everything yeah.
1: of yours, he'll take you.
0: Yeah, and and that's the that's what we get. So we get the first part of that with. I'll take your child away, kind of thing. Yeah, um, I'm not quite sure if that happens exactly. I think Father Brendan actually mentioned that the first time you saw him at the the rugby match, or like when he sees yeah. it earlier. I think is when he actually says the order of which things will happen, which is what makes the dad go, "What are you on about? You're talking about like my wife's going to be hurt or die or something like that." Yeah, I'm not going to talk to you. I anymore, think at
1: the time it. he's not aware that. She's pregnant.
0: Yeah, I think so. That's why he's he's confused by what he's saying about that because he says your other child will be die or your actual child will die. Yeah, and that's why it's kind of and I think even for the audience is a bit like, do you mean the other the one that's already died or do yeah? You mean the, and I think it's meant to be the the boy that is living in her stomach right now, but not anymore because she smushes him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, smushes but Mummy's alive after this. But yeah, uh, he leaves Father Brennan, and then before. We find out that Mummy's alive. We get the Father Brennan scene. Which father is Brennan's class. death is incredible. Man. The whole build-up to it is class. The second he leaves the father, yeah. and he starts walking, the trees start blowing, the wind starts picking up, and then we get the light. The score lighting. starts building. And this... I feel, this is one of my favorite ever, like because it is so dramatic. It's so yeah. almost over the top. The amount of shit that happens it's, around him—it very is. Things isn't it? fly through the air. The wind is blowing. Lightning just keeps striking all around him. Yeah, it is such a, a, a class scene where he gets all the way up to his church and he's. You could. He knows that's obviously so strange because it's so obvious. it's strange is going on. I love the symbolism as well. That like he can't get
1: into the church. You know. Yeah. Because like in a, in a way like he we know that Father Brennan was there when the you know when the when Damien was adopted. Yeah. Like he says that he saw the birth of it. So like in a way, I don't know whether Father Brennan was like I can't kill a baby. So the hope is that if it's raised by somebody who's who's decent, then yeah, it won't become evil, maybe. I don't know whether that was his idea and then he realises actually like once he starts reading about the prophecy yeah. and like the you know, the, the Jews returning to well, Zion not and as, that it,
0: kind of stuff. it's not as clear it's not as clear straight away, is it? Because they don't they have the belief that he could be. But they're yeah. not 100 sure. No, not 100 sure. Why do you No, because they say he needs to check the head. Because if he was there when he was born, they would have seen the birth mark upon his head six six six. But they're not certain about it because he tells him you have to. Yeah. You have to check. You have under the sky. You have to see if it's developed. Well, it? that's Father Bugenhagen who says. Yeah, that is Bugenhagen. Whereas, whereas, whereas Brennan, Brennan seems a bit more mentions
1: that he saw the birth and he saw the mother and the yeah. mother
0: is a jackal, isn't it? Oh, actually, yeah. So, Yeah, no, I'm right. You're right. Brennan, because Brennan is more sure. Because uh, if he did see the birth, then more likely he did see something like a yeah. mark that he believes the uh, mother of a jackal. Yeah, like real It's, up. A cool, it's yeah. really cool, but it
1: makes me think that like for for and Father Brennan's been trying to redeem himself by realizing his fuck up. This is just my interpretation. Yeah. He realizes the fuck up that he's done. He is then like, I'm going to try and. Uh, get robert fawn to do the right thing and to realize that this is the antichrist and he needs to to kill it that's my mission he has then failed and in my eyes you know this is like this is old testament god being like you failed your mission you turned your back on me i'm not letting you in the church you know because he can't get in and I love that. Yeah. That's that Yeah.
0: That he can't, like he can't the one place it. that he probably protected, the one he place that they it. won't be able to do anything to him in the church. They won't end them. Is the one place. Yeah. And then, and then you get the, the so strike on it. and the, It's so simple as well. well I think yeah. It's just such a clean death in some ways that yeah. I, it's literally, the, the, there are two deaths in this film that I think are some of my favorite deaths in horror of all time. This death because I, I love I do love the the drop and hanging one as well to be fair but yeah uh, this death because it's just so it's such a strong build-up. it's so like yeah. what the hell's gonna happen to him oh my god what things are gonna happen but when it just strikes the top and the the spire the spire like the spike just comes down through him yeah and he's just kind of just left there his body just kind of there. I don't know. It's so so clean about it. It's amazing. It. It's like what is it ASMR or whatever they call yeah. it? Like, <laughs> like cutting through so This is it. Like you could just watch that on repeat, just going in like smooth. Yeah. smooth, smooth.
1: It's brilliantly done, though. And then I think like this Patrick, is where took Troughton,
0: is. I just remember Patrick Troughton. His Tr- 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 Troughton and his and yeah, he's he's great in the few scenes he gets, as it because the the. the the dread that he has without yeah, coming intensity. This is a very easy role as well. I will say, like I was actually impressed by one thing that I remembered because this is one when you revisit some of these roles and you don't you forget how cheesy the role of the father who's trying to tell yeah. you, the priest that's trying to tell you. It's a very easy role for a lot of actors to ham up. Crazy. Yeah, definitely. And I just think again he plays it so nicely straight. He seems like someone who is literally concerned. Not someone who's like, You've got to do this the father, to do it. It's so easy to overblow it. And everything in this film I feel is much more subtle than that. Yeah. Whereas a lot of other ones do make it seem so much like a big show. You know, it has to be big old oh God. Yeah. They're gonna be so like theatrical with it. And they don't. And it's nice that it's kind of you just feel like it's easy for the father to push Father Brennan off because he's not so like he's not so forceful with it in the same yeah. way that some other ones are. It balances well. Um, and then yes, uh, followed by this, we get mum is in hospital and she's, you know, she's yeah better, she's okay, she's alive, but the baby is gone. Yeah, um, rent baby, and yeah, no. things but, start to move a little
1: bit. We're just on the priest scene as well because this is when the um, the I think you really start to kind of notice the uh the oh fuck my brain's gone this is when you start to notice what final destination took from the film yeah. because after you know he goes and we do get a lot of foreshadowing you know we see him we see the photographer in the red room before and he's do he's taking the pic you know he's he's like sorting the pictures and you can mm. see like the the shadow on the priest and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, you can see the, the line that's going through his back, through the, his... Like, through through him, basically, yeah. And
1: getting closer. And then when you... Uh, when Robert Fawn sees that on the front of a newspaper, which is quite funny, to think <laughs> that would be on a yeah, newspaper. Yeah, that's right. The the dead, just the way he's just there. Just a dead body on the front of a newspaper. I think
0: that's after he's visited... Like, after he's seen his hus- his wife in hospital, because he has the paper. Yeah. I think there, then.
1: And then he goes and... Uh, you know, he speaks the photographer and says it's about the priest, and then he shows him the the pictures of uh you know of the priest with the shadow in him, the nanny Homer with the me, noose, the nanny, yeah. and then uh, his own picture as well, his own picture with like his head A kind line across, across his, line neck, across his yeah. head, and it is it's this element of like great foreshadowing of the deaths, mm. but I just think like narrative, like structurally, it seems that Final Destination does this thing of like. You have, uh, you have the opening with the big accident and then you have the people reeling with like dealing with the, yeah. the fall, you have a couple of deaths and then one person starts to notice the foreshadowing Foreshad-
0: and they go back and
1: find that link yeah. they always find like, they foreshadow their death as well, like, oh this is what happens to me and it, it just feels like you can see the influence yeah you can see that it was totally you
0: know? taken totally Is it's it's interesting, and it's not a knock against Final Destination. No, every horror film is ripped off. At least they kind of took the interest, one of the most interesting parts of this film, and played it in without having to play up the religious part so much anymore. Um, is what made Final Destination kind of great is the fact that it's just a silent death stalker kind of thing which is what this film is though because it's not like we have Damien like you do not see Damien run on top of the church room (laughs) and throw a spike down for him or you know what I mean or like throw a plate glass window at someone's (laughs) head yeah and it
1: it always makes me wonder until the very end where like how much does Damien know like does he? Does Damien know he's the I, I feel like From the looks,
0: point? it feels like he's somewhat aware, but in a kind of it's it, it's kind of that odd like he's such a young child that he may not be like almost as if he fully doesn't understand. Yeah. He have, but he knows something like he's thinking about someone or something like that. That's yeah. what they always tend to imply. Like he's thinking about me. He's got mm-hmm. his mind on me. You know. So he is like fixated on someone. Like he knows the people that are his enemies or something like that. Yeah. But he doesn't really understand what he's doing. But whether it's him or whether it's someone on his behalf, like you know, like a again, like a deaf character on his behalf. That's what I think. That's why is. in this first one, in the sequels, it's much more like aware that he is aware. Yeah. But in this one, it's like, do you know? Are you a little? Are you a, actually like just a demon in there? Like, are, yeah. are you fully aware of what's happening? Um, but it's much harder to know, and much better for the film, I think, that you don't know that it's so mysterious as to what he understands and what he doesn't. Yeah. Um, it's better to feel that empathy a little bit for him in some way that you don't understand
1: and it goes in with the journey of like robert fawn trying to discover well there's something up with him but yeah. is he actually the antichrist well it you is kind him? of that
0: because at the same time it's kind of like the miss Baylock. there's that like, there's that idea that like is she influencing things yeah. Is she doing something is she more of that there's many ways that you could like read into it but as I said they do they make it clear enough that he is the you know he is what he is the, yeah. the saying um, but whether he understands that is a completely different question um, kind of jumping to the next I think after the after they've spoken the next obviously major thing before they head off and go on their travels to really the main thing that makes him truly question is the death of his wife yeah that's the main thing that makes him go well this is what's kind of been Played this out. This is what they've, said, what they've yeah. said, and there's already been more than enough weird things happening. Um, and yeah, the, the the death the death of um, is is effective. Um, do, do you get have the Mrs., grave before? Mrs. Baylock comes? You no, the grave the grave scenes in the country because they have to go and fight because that's the that is the burial of his son.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure because that's, that's in
0: that's in that's in where they that's in Rome.
1: Yeah, because I've got my you know I've got my uh, my notes as the you know the I'm graveyard. Sure.
0: No I think the, the, they, the graveyard's over in another country. yeah, because I first thing, that's one of the first things they do when they're over in Rome.
1: yeah, because I'm sure what happens is they go to they have the the scene with the photographer and Robert Fawn in the priest's house. yeah, you know, and then they they're like, okay, we need to go to Rome to see the hospital records. Um, they go to they go to Rome, they find out that the you know the there was a fire, it burnt it. And the the priest is in this monastery. They go there. The priest is fucked, um, for lack of a better word. And then he (laughs) writes the the name of the old tomb on there. And I'm sure that happens... Before the death? Before the death. I'm pretty sure, because you get, like... You get the scene in... You get a really cool scene in in the graveyard. And then I think when he gets back...
0: I. You know. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm mixing it around because yeah. yeah, I guess it would be a bit weird for him to just go off the second his wife dies.
1: Yeah, because I think that yeah, his his wife Cause dies. because he cause tries daughter. to
0: call her, doesn't he? He tries to yeah. say that she needs to leave before he leaves. It's also a bit weird that his wife, but yeah, but isn't she? I swear she's in the. She's definitely in the hospital. I swear she's in the hospital before he goes though. I'm, I I thought he was can't
1: in the hospital. exactly remember. I think she, yeah, I think she falls. And around the same time that he has the the premonition, well, not, I say premonitions, but the 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 photog- the photograph scene, you know, I think that happens before, and then he, you know, he he yeah, starts. I, to I go think there. it's
0: implied that she's in the hospital for a little while.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like the I, I like the, the idea. The
0: I've got that it's very unclear at what point she does because it talks about it and it talks about it like yeah, he's in it the jumps doesn't and like he's gone, very unclear. And I'm trying to now in my head go, wait, where yeah. is it? It's hard once you've like lost track of that part to get it back in order. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so you're right. We do have the graveyard and, and the stuff that happens in Rome yeah. where we find out about the hospital fire from Father Spileto or whatever it was. Spileto, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Spileto. Well, the um, hospital fire is quite cool, you know? Yeah. I love the idea that
1: it's like all of these dark forces. Against them, it just went really dark in the room. We've got our own. Uh, oh no! Oh no. Yeah, yeah. It's going down. Yeah, but I love that kind of like the it, it is. It's just this these seemingly strange events. You know, like the fu- like Damien's born, and then the fire has destroyed it. It's killed all the people on staff apart from the father. Yeah. All the records are gone. They're like, where? You know, sure, not the whole hospital. And they're like, yeah, it started. In the, you know, in the maternity ward or yeah, something yeah. like that, you yeah.
0: know? And it's just like... And all of that was destroyed, especially the records, and Spilletta was, uh, was, was fucked terribly up. burned. Like, you see him, like, his face, like, just all fucked. Yeah. Like, his eyes are, like, kind of moving about his his of a little bit. It's a weird one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, on their investigations to look around, and then that's when... Um, we yeah we go to the cemetery for the Rockwallers, don't we?
1: Yeah, and the cemetery yeah. scene's really cool, man.
0: To try and find more out about like the the birth of the mother and who the mother was. Yeah, and uh, and possibly about his own, actually, son,
1: which is really fucking devastating, man. You know, it's really fucking like the whole scene is great. It's this old like Italian graveyard where everything's overgrown the tombstones are all weathered it's
0: it's a really cool like it's a really cool scene I feel like it was shot on like a set kind of thing you can kind of tell it's not really like the outside it's kind of a big set but it's a really cool like cool like looking cemetery it's like really nicely shot like dark and a bit misty as they're searching around and as they go into the grave and obviously the effect of having that when you know they find like a jackal carcass in the grave it's just a, such a weird thing in your head to think like this is like a child that was born of this it's fucking weird
1: creature how did the jackal get pregnant yeah he, someone fucking banging the, no, the, devil, banging the, the devil, devil banging it, it. Uh, maybe, maybe you know
0: he's half you know, some of them say that he's like a jackal creature like yeah. a half jackal creature
1: go to town on a jackal
0: but it is it is. but I think the scene with the Rottweilers when the three Rottweilers appear yeah. is just it's a terrifying scene I think they are yeah so, like, uh, you know, you can see the look on their face. They're getting attacked and bit, and you almost think that they're fucked. <laughs> kind yeah. of you think, like, how the hell are you going to fight these up? They're trying to kill you. Um, yeah. I think partially, it's, like, partially because Robert can't, he can't die yet. Yeah, it. that's it. I it? think that's why the bit, he's not destined, this isn't his time kind of thing. There is yeah. a little bit of that fate and destiny into it all, in the fact that Damon still needs him for a little while longer. Yeah. And I guess they've already foreshadowed what will happen to the photographer yeah dog Yeah, it could be but uh, I think that's part of the reason that they're actually managed to fight off and escape the dogs yeah Um, I do know that on the actual make it like for the film that the actual trainer of it got quite severely like badly mauled mate
1: cursed film.
0: Yeah, he got quite badly by them because they couldn't quite he got they managed to get through the the suit the special suit God. and managed to like he got quite badly attacked by it. So that's another one of those with the dogs that he couldn't quite control them from the the scene, whether it was a scene or a other scene, but I know on the film that yeah, bad thing with the Rottweilers. Um yeah, so I'm just
1: looking through more kind of curses now because it's one of those. Films oh, I was going to say know.
0: I've got I've got a big old list of. No, I'll right, we'll like, come with, to that uh, as a little tidbit. Little tidbits you know? of uh, I've got the I've got the the main kind of big one. So I will say one of them, because we're talking so much about Father Brennan's death and the lightning. So yeah. it's weird how there are certain <laughs> things in the film that then are part of the curses that happened outside of the film. Yeah. So a lot of them relate. So <clears throat> so there's obvious ones like. Um, like <clears throat> before, um, Roberts. Um, why am I blanking on the actor's name? What's his name? Rob- uh, Gregor Robert. Gregory Peck. Gregor Gregor Peck. Peck. Yeah. So before he joined the film, his actual son committed suicide. Uh, yeah, I heard about this. Um, and the reason he took the film was because his own publisher was trying to like, pr- uh, you know. <laughs> pr was trying to get him to kind of get back into doing something because he was a bit lost so they yeah. were like why don't you do this it's a bit of an odd film to be like hey do this about the film where you're gonna try and kill your son um yeah but they were trying to get him back into acting kind of to get his head out of it so he had he'd already kind of retired a little bit yeah he decided to take this on um because he found it interesting as like a thriller but um but in terms of the the light so when he was on the way the the gregory peck was involved in two plain ones where they got hit by lightning okay um so the first one he was on a flight which was when he was first going to see about the film okay. and his plane got hit by lightning now a plane getting hit by lightning is not actually it sounds like terrifying but it's actually quite a common thing for planes to get hit by lightning okay. they're up there in the sky trust things. You on that, yeah. it happens apparently a lot it's not a very uncommon thing the also the um the writer of the film also was in another plane that was hit okay. around the same time yeah. by lightning um and then Gregory Peck, when he was meant to be coming for his beginning to begin filming, um, he was meant to be on a plane um, that he didn't end up taking for whatever reason, because of some scheduling conflict, he couldn't take at that time. That plane ended up crashing and killing yeah. everyone on board. I heard about that one. But the creepy part of it is not that; it's the fact that he the the plane crashed kind of kind of in the middle of a rural kind of part. Yeah and it crashed and part of the crash it hit several things along the way one of which was a truck that it killed and killed like well everyone (laughs) in the truck Um, and inside the truck were three of the pilots family members Mm, wow from that plane yeah which is just a weird very weird what are the chances of all the things of someone's flying a plane and the plane that goes down has your own family members in the plane that you crash into it's really weird it's really like it's a really creepy creepy one yeah um but yeah so and again all related to things like that they're related back to like like that they've been hit by lightning and that's what partially that someone said was something to do with the engine failing. um but yeah it's weird gregory peck had all these close things like that were trying to tell him i was not to do it yeah <laughs> like not to be part of this um which is a, a really a really odd one um and yeah I've got a few others, but I think there's one to do with the head chopping that we'll come back to you later. Yeah, <laughs> when we get to the to the head chopping, I was trying to get my stance of where I was in the film because now I'm all thrown off as to where I am in this no, film. I, mean, I
1: was so enthralled.
0: The jackal carcass and the child, um, and the and the child skeleton with a shattered skull. Which so is Again, frozen. which in- implies how the child was killed. Yeah. Imagine that, like a newborn baby, it wouldn't be hard to kill a newborn baby. No. You could have smothered it. Could have, you know, so it's simple, you know. And yeah. now talking about how to chill, kill yeah. it, yeah. give is you a little, advice. Yeah. But a shattered skull. So as in they had to literally, like, they felt there's like they had to brain the baby to it,
1: just there? to kill him. Like, that's... and it makes you wonder. Just like that's the thing about this film is there's so many sinister forces at play. You know that it just makes you think. Like, were people were the people working at this hospital satanists? Like who who it just it sows that distrust you know of yeah. somebody around would have just done this you know
0: yeah it it's such a i don't know it, it, it's a brute, but it, it and it's not like it's not hugely i don't think it's played up too like clear like kind of thing. yeah it's, when they have a talk about it like the photographer and talk about it and it makes it very clear like your son was definitely you know that was your son was definitely murdered kind of thing.
1: yeah um, he just kind of says they killed him yeah and, and then the dogs well, as I him. said
0: you can see the little skull with broken fragments upon it kind of thing so yeah. it's kind of a it, it it's a horrible kind of scene and it, it's that part when you see this is the main scene when you change him going from someone who's searching for ways maybe to help his son that turns from someone to help his son to suddenly like I need to get away from this person and I need yeah. to get my wife away from it, which is when he makes the cult phone call to London which is then followed, get myself back on track which is then followed by Mrs. Baylock appearing at the, uh, at the hospital at yeah. the same time that when he's calling his wife to do that it's also when we get the whole with um, what's his name? the Carl uh, Ber- Berhagen <laughs> yeah, Bogenhagen Ber- Bergen- and they've had the whole seven daggers
1: well, when he phones, that's when you know Mrs. Baylor throws her out of the window. Yeah, which is a like I said, I don't... we don't
0: actually see her do that. We see her there with her in a creepy kind of scene where she's kind of lording over her when she's not well, and then we kind of just see her smashing out the window. Yeah, but <laughs> we it's... kind of just see her, oh, there she is, and she goes right through the top of the van, and yeah. you see a bloody corpse on the inside. It's a it's a cool it's a cool scene. But yeah, it's very cool, man. Um, and I think yeah, the next. Uh, as you said, that's when we get the as well. We also have just had the explanation of the the seven daggers to which kill Damien on the hollow it needs to be on hallowed ground. Yeah. It needs to be in a church or a sacred place. Um, it needs to be there that the you know and it has to be committed and Fawn refuses to do it. And it has to
1: be done. I always thought that it was he has to just kill him in the church, but It's also that he has to use the knives to make a cross. Yeah. Which which adds like a sinister, like, not just do you have to kill something that you've raised, but you have to also, like, mutilate it. Yeah, you you have
0: to, yeah, like, as if to destroy the soul, to get rid you know, to destroy any remnants of the evil. Well, that's what he says. The first, you know, the first knife gets rid of the physical life and yeah.
1: then the the other ones get rid of this. It's spirit. like
0: you get. It's all right, mate. You you just have to kill you your child. You just
1: have to kill him. You kill Your child. It's and then fine.
0: yeah, the first one's gonna kill him, and then after that, it's fine. All you have to do, just imagine it like arts and crafts. Yeah, <laughs> you just got <laughs> to lay him out in a pretty form. It's got to yeah. be in a cross. Uh, you have to stand it through his hands, his feet. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, one through his head. Things like that, you know. But it's it's easy because he's already dead. He's been dead ages ago, you know. So that makes it easier to move like, your child because you've already killed him. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I always thought Bugenhagen would would have died, you know. Yeah, because he's so you know he's got such a clear agenda against yeah. it. He know, he has the knowledge. He would have been the easiest one. They wouldn't get as far as they get if it wasn't for Bugenhagen. <laughs> if they if David had done his job and off Bugenhagen, it'd be like. Right, we ain't got anyone to talk to. We don't know where to yeah, do what Yeah, we're fine. I don't do we, know if we just throw him out a window. Whether, yeah. I don't
1: know if it's because he's hiding in Israel. You know, like he's, he's kind of living in hiding.
0: Is it because he's in a more sacred place, though? Maybe. Because he's hiding in there, and they can't get... We've already got the idea that we he can't get... Inside a church, you're protected. Yeah. Inside a sacred temple or a sacred place. And he's
1: in the old ruins of that. Yeah,
0: place, I think you? you're protected in those... Like, they can't get to you. That's why it's basically like, just live in a church. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just live, live in a, church, in a church, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um. But this is obviously... This then follows by... Probably my favorite death in the film, and one of my favorite ever, and definitely the most final destination yeah. death that we get, um, which is when Form refuses, and Keith is like, "No, I'm going to do it," and he throws the Form throws the daggers away. I'm not doing that. I'm not yeah. killing my son, which is the you know, the thing to do, really. Yeah, it's, the that, thing, it's the it? rational thing to do, because this takes a lot of belief to make you believe you have to do this. Well, at this
1: point, they haven't mentioned this, about they haven't. He hasn't uh, shaved well he hasn't cut the hair yeah so he mark. doesn't actually see it Yeah. so the photographer's just like nah I'm just gonna go kill your kid I'm, I'm just gonna, like gonna go kill him, your fuck.
0: kid and that's what I mean it takes a lot but uh, the, the the shaving of the head definitely is like the final thing that helps him to do yeah. it but oddly enough it's Keith the photographer his, his, his action here his death is almost the extra thing that helps him realise that okay Right, this is completely fucked. Like, he says he's about to kill my son, and this leads to his death. I need to, like, he wasn't going to take the daggers, and now he's dead. It's like, I will take the daggers. So, it's such a final destination you want this because before you see Keith run off to go and get the the daggers. It's got like you see like the car like going up onto the thing, you see them kinda of playing around with the brakes of the thing, you see him yeah. trying to you'd see like little things in the background, like them trying to secure the the glass panes and stuff like that. And then he runs out, grabs a dagger, and the car starts folding backwards and the sliding glass comes yeah. down across his neck and just in this perfect like rolling head over the it's grass. So good, isn't and it? And then it starts to smash in the window behind and it, yeah. it's so class death. It's Again, and it's not. It doesn't need like splats and splatter blood. It doesn't need loads of gore. No. It's a simple kind of trick, but it is such a bad. It's step. fucking class.
1: I and I, I'm sure I remember there being a, uh, urban or like a, a curse around this as well. There is. That, yeah. I will.
0: That's this is my one now that it's I will tell little, you of the the curse. Master. What happened here of all of those yeah. kind of um, so. This is kind of seen as um, as the biggie. Yeah, the biggest, the big one. scariest one that is the one that people say this is more than just like... There's lots of cursed films. There's lots of ones with The Exorcist. Yeah. Even other Richard Donner films, Superman is believed to have had a curse okay. where actors who've played Superman have got yeah, know, they're, they're injured have, or hurt yeah. or killed when they've actually put on the suit. Um, so... Um, this is the big one the smoking gun baby <laughs> yeah let's hear it then. Um, John Richardson who uh, the set designer for the film so okay. made stuff like the graveyard scene all those kind of parts made this literally was the one that designed and created this set and this yeah. the glass whole scene was made and put together by him okay um, so um, he, was, he was he made the decapitation scene um, but um, following the making of the film he was in a car accident with his wife Uh, Liz Moore in August while they were filming their next film that they'd gone on to they'd just started making the next one a bridge too far a war film Um, the crash not only saw Liz decapitated in a way that looked identical to the set where they had stuff in the back of the set that came through and decapitated his wife through the front window yeah Um, so it decapitated a way identical to the film um, but it also happened on Friday the 13th nice um, and a nearby street sign had, oh uh, was this the name of a place, which is Omen. O oh. M M a double M, but E-N. And it said, and it was, it says on the sign 66.6 kilometers away. Oh. <laughs> from your next, like next part. So it was sick, like, which yeah. makes no sense. And is a total coincidence, but it's
1: what the fuck. Also makes no sense that, uh, sign would say six six yeah, point six six and, and, and that's six. what I mean.
0: And that again, this is may this is on blow disgusting and I'm uh, taking that from them so you can tell you we ripped Take, you off. Yeah. But I don't know what sign would say that. So no, I'm no. a little bit like or are they or are we implying that it was actually sixty six point six kilometers away yeah. from where they died. But here it's makes it seem like it the, the sign side said Omen six sixty six point six. It said a nearby street sign saying Omen sixty six point six kilometers which makes no sense because why would you have a 66.6? Yeah. You'd have to say 60. You yeah. say a round number. You we round things normally. Yeah. But I don't know if that's just a backwards thing in America maybe we'll see. yeah, but very weird. It's an extremely creepy one nonetheless. Yeah, definitely. That's the um, that's the the creepiest
1: and biggest one, isn't it? Yeah. And
0: yeah, and there are lots of other ones, but I feel like I've made, named the main ones. Yeah. Even the the remake had certain ones okay. as well, I like really know, but... Peter Posselwaif who played Father Brennan in the remake. Yeah, um, he had his fa- he had his brother die, um, and uh, the craziest thing that they say about it, and again, all of these just sound like random. Like who made that up afterwards? Yeah, the craziest thing about it is that after drawing, um, so basically he died in the middle of a game of poker after drawing the cards three sixes in a card game. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, but you know, I do sometimes, some of these, I do go like, yeah, Yeah. who, who made, who added on that part? Yeah. (laughs) Who was like, he's starring in the omen, we're going to say that his brother's pulled some sixes. I, I can't even imagine anyone, your brother dropped down dead. Quickly, check his cards. Yeah, check his cards. Let's see what he's doing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, including the other thing on the remake was, um, it is one of the only films in history to ever lose, uh, of the film that they were filming on. They lost 13,500 feet of film, which is basically a huge part of the film, including the scenes where Damien's 666 birthmark is revealed. Okay. Um, The most a film had ever lost previously was just 400 feet of film. This lost, like, a huge section of the film. Yeah. Mainly the parts involving the religious ways to kill the devil. And it was lost. Ooh. So the, the, that was of the remake, though, not the original. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's just, you know you can read into these how they are. Coincidence, probably. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, many of them, I feel like, something's added on. I don't know if that death happened and then someone down the road went, quickly, put up a sign. Yeah. Almond. <laughs> it's like, there's no place called Almond's. Ah, oh, it's 6.6 6 kilometres away. Stick it up. Because He's that's that. a normal thing to put on a sign. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you yeah know, some know of I these buy. I feel have been twisted in time. It's Definitely. like a... It's like a, a little tale that's been told and then been it just changed. Goes. It just goes a legend, a myth. Like yeah. it's just been changed over time. It went from it went from some guy who once chopped a guy's head off and then it turned into a free-headed monster. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, over it's time into wolves. a myth. Um so, um we've had um so we Giffen his death. Yeah. And then
1: He um, goes to the house to try and uh, you know, try and confirm that it is the, that he has the birthmark yeah and that scene in his he, sleep when he's yeah. cutting his hair off bit by bit the scene where he goes into the house and um uh Mrs. Mrs. Baylock is chanting mm. it's fucking creepy as hell man.
0: yeah and this is like Mrs. is kind of proper like when she goes full crazy yeah like trying to get him away from him trying to attack him well he
1: outsmarts the dog doesn't he yeah he slips upstairs yeah he's, he, he
0: knows what he's doing he's obviously had a plan when he's coming into the house because he goes yeah. in and he sneaks past and he knows the dog he knows she won't have got rid of the dog yeah <laughs> she tells him on the phone she's got rid of the dog so that's her first, that's her plan of action he's yeah. thinking that he'll come back and the dog will sort him out yeah but um no he manages to close the the door to the stairwell or yeah. to the basement and lock the dog inside, which is real cool. Fuck that dog. And then mummy, uh, mummy, mummy. <laughs> what's <laughs> ma- there? Yeah, what's going on here? Right? <laughs> mummy, <laughs> not mummy. As in, um, uh, Damien's mummy's dead. Yeah, she's um, dead. Obviously, and this is why he'd been talking to Mrs. Baylock because yeah. of about like that he's coming to with Damien. he's yeah. coming to get him. Um and yeah, she's doing the weird chanting, and then she doesn't want to let him go near. And she knows that he's got bad. Into- you can just yeah. tell that she knows. It's not even made clear. Um, obviously, he's done the old hair chop, and then she attacks him. Yeah, and they're both going at each other with kitchen utensils Like, one's yeah. got a kind of. Um, it's like an ice pick, I think. Yeah. Like it's like he's got the ice shot pick, like, and he's got kind of more like a kind of forky kind of like thing. Yeah. They're both attacking <laughs> each other. She's the one that's got the first attack though because she's the one dragging it towards him and he manages because yeah. 'cause they've knocked stuff over the floor, he manages to get that and just over well, just I say like he should really be able to, he's a pretty big lad compared he is to her. <laughs> you know. He, but it's it's kind of just the way that the the pick goes like into her throat. In, yeah. Like and she got. <laughs> I'm
1: not sure. I, I always forget about her character, so I'm not really sure what happens to her in the remake. You know.
0: I don't remember what happens to her in the remake as well. I don't feel, I feel like, like I she don't gets remember. Hit by a car I don't Yeah, I don't remember a battle like that. I don't remember no, fighting me. it out like that.
1: I feel like yeah, she probably gets hit by a
0: car. That was a very like. I don't remember a lot of two thousands yeah. thing. And I'd it. have to. I'd have to rewatch the remake, but I don't remember a lot of the the ending. I re- remember it happened. The ending goes to the church. Yeah. But all of the lead up, like stuff like that. I don't remember getting the same feeling that Lee Schreiber was quite as ingenious as Gregory Peck. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Not quite mate. as, like, on on the ball. I feel like it, it's much more like he gets much more just, like, attacked or things like that happen yeah. to him. Less so than his, like... I don't remember him feeling so, like, clearly into the investigation. I feel like things more occur or happen because yeah. they happen around him. I can't really remember um, that. But, um... Anyway... 666 six, six is there 666 six, six is there baby so he takes him but there's a police report out for some weird ongoing happening that's happening at their house or someone's yeah. reported it so he has to chase while we also get police that start to appear and yeah, come in the house and after then come him. after him um, we start to get that I'm not sure he's fully aware of that kind of habit, but he knows he's in a rush and he starts to get an idea of something's coming like he sees police in the background Yeah. and it's all quick this it's just into the church and I have to and he gets away and and then you've got the final, and I think again, like I said about earlier about the empathy, it's the idea that the possibility that what is what if he's wrong? What if all exactly. of this has just been coincidence? Yeah. What if all of this has just been wrong? And what cements that is the little boy with daddy, 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 daddy please don't. And, it, and it's quite a like, it the, the child seems. The child seems legitimately terrified and scared. Yeah. Um, well, I think enough that it doesn't feel like a fake child no. reading. You know, sometimes these lines yeah. can be ruined by the fact that child can't act for shit. Yeah. But actually, it's quite it's a heartbreaking good. line. And I think it's re-
1: it's more effective because the only lines that you ever, I think, you hear him say. I think he says, "Help me" when he's uh being taken to the church and he's freaking out. Yeah. And then he speaks at the end. He doesn't say any other lines. So it's a lot more effective when he finally I think he says dada yeah. or daddy once. He does
0: yeah, he th- says occasional yeah. lines, but they're always of a they're not like an evil thing. They're always of a like a help me. Like well, I, I need my help. I need yeah. my yeah I need my daddy, I need my mummy, or something like that. And especially with daddy, he's very much more like yeah. daddy this and yeah.
1: So it's even more effective when he's got him and he's like Fucking, I can't do it.
0: Because he's about you know? to go for it, and he's like, "Shit." Well, and uh, and that's the thing. the The nice thing about it is the ambiguous left of like he's got him there. That that, and it's not like a it's not like a pause. No. He, he says that to him, and it, just as he's like raising the knife, and it's like it seems like he knows what he has to do. Yeah. When the policeman comes in, but that's the thing. It doesn't leave it enough time to make it clear as to whether he freezes because he's like, "I can't do this." Or, or whether because it's because the police shoot him <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean because we get that shot which I think is a nice ambiguity of like was he going to be taken in by it or did he know exactly what he needed to do kind of thing and obviously we know the whole awareness is kind of an intervening within Damien that yeah. the, that the police are even there at that point at that time because the only way that he can do anything to him has to be an outside source that's yeah. come in not him he can't like drop he can't like drop a crucifix down (laughs) on his daddy's head or so you know make the building crumble around him or the devil comes out and like bangs his dad Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. they can't do that so it has to be an outside source that's come outside of the church into the church because they think well you're trying to murder your child and you're mad you're insane it's all
1: set up so perfectly you know but
0: it's such a great ending as well it's such a big build up and then that fact that you're like you know that he's like been shot, and and obviously it kind of freezes at that point. Yeah, fact, like before we get the the next scene. But the fact that you know he's been shot and killed is such a, like a dark ending. Yeah. Followed by that final shot of like we're hearing at the at his parent, Damien's parents' funeral. Yeah. <laughs> not actual parents' funeral. Well,
1: I heard that um, originally uh, when they were supposed to do the ending, he was supposed to kill him. He was supposed to kill Damien. Oh, yeah. And then I had heard an all. But then, because before. of his, because his son had died, mm. he he Gregory Peck just couldn't bring himself to do it. Which is where they brought in the ending that the police would come in and a stop. Different
0: him. ending, which is a far more impactful because it just yeah it, no, definitely it leaves it so many questions for the world. Um, yes, I've said about them making sequels, but this is definitely a yeah. film that, that was far and the sequels compared to it, but that final shot of him, like you hear it's the president. Yeah. For some reason, like it's, we go from the ambassador to, Oh, my child died. So the president must inherit him, which yes, I, I, I told you before that the, the sequel retcons that element yeah. because it then goes to the, the brother of Robert. Um, but he's still a man of power. Um, But that final shot, and this is why I think you didn't need the sequels, because it's better left as an ambiguous thing, and as I said, the sequels kind of fuck it anyway, because they're just not strong enough stories to work it out. But the ambiguous ending of this child will grow up to be and will destroy the world, basically, Will, will be the one to take over the world and have this power. And just that final shot of the child turning around with that little look, yeah, as you get it, it's just and then the smile. And then the score, the score properly kicks in with him looking at the yeah. screen and eyes. Oh, I, I heard the great. smile was accidental. Yeah, I, I had heard, I heard the, heard the heard child wasn't meant to do like exactly what there was even. I think there was even one when it was just meant to be the back of the child for one point. Yeah, um, it was just meant to be them zooming in on the fact the child, but him turning and doing the little smile was kind of a oh okay he's played them all you're man. creepy man <laughs> he's played them all he knows what he was doing
1: and, and like you said he's like moved himself into a position where he is now going to be raised by the president you know actually a,
0: a little little tidbit about how they cast Damien okay um, Richard Donner as part of the casting thing he made it a part of the scene that basically he wanted the child basically he basically allowed the children to go I want you to basically be mean to me or attack me yeah and a lot of the children just wouldn't respond to it um, this child <laughs> ran up to him scratched him on the face kicked him in the nuts oh nuts <laughs> <laughs> and he's like that is like while he's rivering in pain on the ground that's our Damien yeah, that's magician. our Damien and, and the boy actually had like blonde hair and like blue eyes yeah um, you know that that might be seen as evil in a different way weren't saying that. or the perfect rest <laughs> yeah we're, no, we're, no, we're, we'll, we'll leave that out <laughs> <laughs> but um but anyway, um, yeah. So they had to give him contact lenses and dye his hair black to make Damn. him look truly like make creepy as evil. But yeah, he got the job because he kicked Richard Donner in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's a
1: that's a fucking pretty sweet audition, isn't it? <laughs> just imagine if you just kick your boss, and that's how you get a job.
0: Yeah, but it's um, I, I think it just has this film has so many iconic moments, and yeah, the fact that you still respond to the iconic, having not actually like you knew the remake, but you know. I'd imagine even seeing the remake you didn't think that you thought it was a cool idea maybe but you didn't think it was an amazing I wouldn't imagine you thought it was like a totally amazing yeah so the fact that you've seen a version of this film already but you're still saying like you think it's quite like yeah amazing or iconic scenes and stuff like that shows the power of the original I
1: think yeah it's an incredibly strong film you know it's it's so well done there's so much foreshadowing and the deaths are, are so kind of Graphic without being over overly gory, and like the the actual story itself has a strangely emotional hook. It's just fun. It it's quite gripping. It's quite grand in its scale. Um, I will pop over to the social media lounge because uh, we got a few for the, for the omen. Um, so as always, you know we we go over to um, Instagram and Twitter and we put up what we are talking about kind of that week. Um, so, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at CMTHpodcast. Um, just having a little look over to see if we've got anything on the, um, on the Instagram. And um, Anton Kino Love has said the greatest horror movie that you can watch endlessly and for more than one generation. Um, over, that was the Instagram. Over on the Twitter, we've got our friend Simon from So I Married a Horror Fan. Uh, one of my all-time favourites. An absolute classic through and through. Mrs. Bailock is a legend and st- still scares the shit out of me now. The nanny scene at the ending is so, so good. Can't say enough good things about it. Uh, Bob Scott, classic. Never tire of re-watching it. Watched it again a few days ago. Um, and then uh, quite a lot of people just sent gifts of the... <laughs> Uh, smiling Damien, including the House that Screams horror podcast, and we needed, uh, we needed Roads podcast. They've changed their name to. I know, we needed to know what you did last summer um, for for October. But the general response to the film is that it's fucking classic. You know,
0: it it is classic, and I do think it's down to the fact that it's so. I think it is very well made and it's a film that I think you easily could have fucked this up. You could have made it seem cheesy, you could have made it seem over. And a lot of other directors, I think it shows the fact that you've got quite a strong director behind the camera and good actors in front of the camera have come together to make it like this much stronger film. Yeah. Um, And, you know, although I can definitely see the, the thing of how they kind of have taken kind of, parts of like the structure maybe of how like the exorcist works as if it was inspired by that i think they've come up with a film that is equally as good if not some people prefer it in that way i prefer i prefer this i think the structure of this film i think it's definitely the more entertaining yeah as well while still being good and having a lot of interesting and smart ideas yeah um it's I think it's definitely got a structure that makes it easier for a rewatch. Because I would do, this is, again, like The Exorcist, but this one as well. I used to watch, again, loads and loads of times I'd seen this one when I was younger. A long time since I'd revisited it, but loads of time. And I think, you know, the fact that it played off of that kind of Exorcist's kind of ideas, um, even in like its ad campaign, I remember it being like, it was trying to do stuff like The Exorcist obviously was like the scariest film of all time. Yeah. So this one had to be, ha- it had like commercials that were just foreboding of the music and stuff like that. Yeah. Or that said things like, good morning, you are one day closer to the end of the world. Yeah. Or remember you have been warned and stuff like that or foretold the final warning is the omen kind of thing. Yeah. They tried really hard to play into that like, banners, Your sons of bitches, banners. Yeah, I love it. And I don't think they were banned because it's no. just not a go- gory, it's not like The Exorcist which has... Truly shocking, like moments. Yeah. This has shocking moments, but not in the same way. No, not in the same. Um, way. but again, that's remembered for that. But this, I'd say, this one has some truly brilliant ideas in it. Oh, I, I think, think it's creative incredible. ideas. Yeah. Um, I think that's where, for me, it probably steps above the Exorcist because I think some of the stuff they put down here is stuff that, yes, lots of people have ripped off the Exorcist, but lots of people have ripped off the Omen because it seems to have stuffed it full of so many different kind of, yeah, keen ideas about. Ways that different horror films that you can see in the Exorcist, not just Final Destiny, there are other ones that you can see that have taken the ideas of this in different ways of how yeah. you could approach when a child in the family has something wrong with them, religious aspects that are wrong with them, the way that death could be predetermined or undetermined. Yeah. And there are so many horror films that have taken these and just gone off, you know, yeah, in their it's own way. Yeah, truly incredible, man. Um, Yeah, so oh, I guess this is musty horror. I don't. Do we. I mean, it's obvious isn't it yeah it's it's obvious obvious. I I started earlier I shoehorned in the exorcist one because that was obvious and I think this is obvious not to say that whenever we get a classic one it's not always going to be no you know that obvious. I mean, I need to rewatch it. But you mentioned like a similar kind of tone to Rome, Rosemary's Baby, and last yeah. time I watched that, I wasn't that keen on it. So i when we get around to that one on the we list, that will be, be a bit more of a scrap it. Yeah, maybe, I think that'll be a or scrap I might change my mind and be like, actually, no, I liked it. Um, yeah. But um yeah, I, I'm 100. This is a Massiara. Yeah, well, I should say this <laughs> It's incredible, man. It's yeah. so, and this is
1: from somebody who kind of, who obviously watched the original knew most of what was going to happen in this film but watching it play out was so incredible like it's got the it's got an absolutely iconic soundtrack the story is is really kind of fresh and interesting and in the way it develops and the pacing of the film's great it's beautifully shot yeah. whilst the whilst the the body counts low which is kind of to be expected yeah. uh the kills that we do get are really creative and they it doesn't Whilst it's not overly gory, I don't think at any any times it pulls any of its punches, and it is quite visceral in what it shows. You know, it yeah. doesn't cut away at any time. I think it's a dread throughout yeah. the whole film. And my favourite death is probably the priest, you know, or yeah. the nanny between those two. <laughs> I think because whilst the the decapitation is awesome, it does also have a bit of like you know mannequin head esque <laughs> to it, <laughs> of whereas, the, it does. whereas the other two
0: are just so well done. You know? So, but I, I mean, I don't think there's a every death in this film has a shock, yeah. And it's just great, like, there's not a single one that I'm like, oh, that's a bit more boring or that's thing. You have what four different deaths, no, five different deaths, sorry, yeah. in the film, and not a single one of them is exactly the same. They're all well thought out, they're all different, and they all have a little bit of a kick that comes with them, yeah. Even you know, fruit from the nanny to that way that it snaps and works, and you yeah. know, the glass breaking all of them, each one of them has its own kind of thing that makes it interesting in its yeah. own way and I think that's what makes it stand out because it's so easy to have horror films where the deaths, yes they're this or this or this but at the end of the day it's the same thing Yeah, but they're the same and they don't feel different they don't feel more planned out all of these feel structured and have a reasoning behind them and it makes it more interesting yeah. to why Yeah, and no. you want to know why, like you yeah. did with the nanny, you wanted to know why know why. why did that happen well I mean, I'll let Robbie wrap up. I think we're <laughs> yeah. Well, that
1: is it. It enters the uh, it enters the club of the must see horror. So come and let us know what you think of the Omen and whether it is must see horror. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at CMTH Podcast. And as always, please remember to leave us a lovely review and to hit that subscribe button. Uh, we have taken on the you know we've taken on the Antichrist. We have secured the future of humanity and i believe that that uh, you know warrants a a decent review and a, a subscribe at least and until we see you again take care bye bye